Cutaways Podcast. I'm Justine. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to our weekly podcast. We are best friends and we're inviting you over to our slumber party. Welcome. We have popcorn. Yeah, we're watching rom-coms. Oh yes, because what else would you watch at a slumber party? For serious. We've been watching them for a while now. Oh yes. And we've made it all the way to the mid-90s. Surprisingly. It's been a great time. We haven't wanted to murder many things. Some things. Some things. Some things require murder. Yeah. And fire. Other things just require hugs. And happiness. <laughs> <laughs> well, today, I don't know what direction we're going to go into. Could be either way. It could go either way. I don't know. I have never seen this movie, but today we're watching 1987's Chasing Amy. woo According to box office, Mall Rats bombed. Although Mall Rats is great. That's good. <laughs> I mean, Clark's is good. I like Mall Rats. Dogma's my favorite. And I feel like the one I've seen the most is Jay and Silent Bob. What's that last one called? I don't know. The Jay and Silent Bob one because that one's... Is uh, it like Strikes Back? Strikes Back, right. Because yeah. they play off of Star Wars all the time. Yes. Um, I feel like I've seen that one the most because it's always on streaming services. Oh, yeah, it is. I wish Dogma was on. I want to watch Dogma again. I'm surprised it's not. Maybe it's because of the studio that it's under. They're all Miramax films. Are they? Huh, strange. Yeah, I have no idea why Dogma is like never anywhere. Hmm. Maybe licensing of music or somebody who's in it. There's some sort of licensing confliction. Probably. Anyway, yeah, my sister's a big uh, Kevin Smith fan. We actually went to... um, that comic book store that's in New Jersey mm-hmm. and Red Bank, I okay. believe that's where it is. Yeah, we've been there. You know, we're from the area-ish. She's a big Kevin Smith fan. I've seen them all. So, yeah, but I think I've only seen Chasing Amy like once because it's it's a darker, it's the darkest of his films. Mm-hmm. Well, would you like me to read the description? I would love it. Okay. So, via Netflix, the description is... Comic book artist Holden meets the perfect woman, only to learn that she's a lesbian. But that doesn't stop him from falling in love with her. This sounds horrible. Yes, this is where we get to be problematic. Yeah. Uh, The movie stars Ben Affleck, Joey Lauren Adams, and Jason Lee, of course. It was directed by Kevin Smith. It was edited by Scott Moiser and Kevin Smith. And this seems very strange for me, like, after we talked about this previously on the last podcast, but the assistant editor for Avid was David Glasser. He was also the music editor, Foley artist, sound designer, and sound editor for this film. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, that surprised me when I went on to IMDb and I just, like, he didn't have a lot of credit, so I immediately saw it right away Mm -hmm. that it said Chasing Amy, and I was like, oh, okay. Jeez. And I like how it was distinctive as Avid in yes. the credits, because this is when it was the Avid. This is 1997. Yes, this is when it first, like, became a thing. Yeah. Like, was actually tried and true and used and was finally replacing the, the Steenbecks. Yeah, yeah. This is, like, this is a box called the Avid. It's, yes. It's a machine. It it's is, hardware. It's hardware itself. It is not just software. Actually, it wasn't software at all, really. It was, the computer was Avid and that was it. Yeah. So. so I'm excited about that. So I like uh, I like listing these editing things now. Yeah, no, I do too. It's fun. I like knowing the history. The movie was rated R for strong graphic sex-related dialogue, language, sexuality, and drug content. Who would not have that in their movie if it was Kevin Smith? Yeah, so that means our podcast is going to be rated R. Yep. So as is always. Not safe for work this one. Mm-mm. Mm, probably not. Nope. You're going to be describing things. Yep, probably. I'm sorry. It's an hour and 53 minutes and it's rated three stars on the Netflix. Indeed. I think it's a little too long. I think it's going to be. Uh, one hour and 53 minutes is normally like, hey guys, you need to cut out like just one or two things that make it flow a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Get it down to like the hour mark. Maybe the hour 20. Maybe an hour 30 and then go from there. And like, I would say we've always, we've talked about this before where an hour and a half is like the perfect rom-com length. Yes. Like 95 minutes is the perfect length. It's perfect though. Yes. So yeah, you ready to watch uh, Ben Affleck? Oh yes. Let's go watch the current Batman. 
Yay! Hey? 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 They're Canadian? Chase that, Amy. Chase it. Show them what you're working with. <laughs> I have many feelings about this movie. Ooh, I want to hear. I want to hear your feelings about Chasing Amy. Well, I'm like, my first thought is, is that this is a movie that was trying to be progressive and fell a little flat. Well, it fell a little flat for today's standards. I'll preface that. It's definitely through the lens of what a straight man views sexuality and its fluidity and how the woman has to teach him about that. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like she was presented as one thing in the beginning and then changed for him, saying that he was like her missing puzzle piece. Yet he doesn't really, like, I don't know if it's because we don't see his change or we see his mock change. Yeah. And it just falls really flat. Like, for me, I really wanted him and Banky to get together. I wanted him to, like, realize. For some reason, I just wanted him to realize that they had true love. He did admit in the end that he was attracted to Banky. Yes. But throughout the whole movie, he's just like, I'm very, 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 very straight. Yes. So it just kind of takes away the power of talking about sexuality being fluid. It definitely has some interesting themes to it that I really liked. I thought that some dialogue bits were a bit too long, that they it was just constantly like rehashing the same ideas mm-hmm. over and over again, which bothered me. But it wasn't like as anger-fueled as certain parts of the movie kind of brought out in me. What do you mean? Well, like there was this idea that she was going to change for him and then they weren't going to acknowledge the fact that bisexuality existed, that he completely changed her because his penis is so good and she's no longer a lesbian. And then we kind of get into this murky water of him being jealous because she had been with other men. So it meant that his penis wasn't magical or something like that. Yeah. And he often acknowledged that he didn't care all the women that yes. she was with. Yes, it bothered Women don't count. Yeah, women don't count. So that bothered me. Like, it's something that I feel, at least my generation has kind of been taught, is that you you are worth something. You are not this prize to be won, and you need to speak up and, like, have your own feelings, and you can acknowledge your own feelings kind of thing. Like, like, as a female, you are your own person, and, and you are entitled to your feelings. Like, you shouldn't let your feelings, or let someone tell you that your feelings are getting in, a, in the way of things. Like, you're not being ashamed of something is getting in the way of somebody else feeling ashamed of it. Yes. I just wanted, I guess, a better moment for Ben Affleck of, like, realiz- realizing that you should love the individual, not what they, like, did or, or, or their experiences in life. You shouldn't hate somebody for their experience in life, which I think was what the core message of the movie was, is that we should be accepting to all types of experiences, which is a lesson that society is still constantly trying to learn. And it is one that is going to probably never be learned. Yeah. Because there's always going to be somebody who is never going to acknowledge another person's experience. Right, yeah, and and in the end, he did not learn the lesson. And he didn't truly acknowledge her experience. He was just like, I need to have the same experience as you. Right, he was trying to like, I don't know, he was trying to make it about himself. Yes, like I want to say, yeah, props for like discussing a topic that wasn't really acknowledged really in the 90s. You know, being being gay and... and, uh, a lesbian were not very like you had ellen yeah you had ellen but you didn't have like and that was it very much and as this film also addresses being a certain type of gay yes which is interesting because i don't think i've ever seen a movie that acknowledges that there are other types of gay i feel like that's still like a issue in pop culture today even though we're having a lot of queer voices and faces it's still like a very narrow view of it, of like what they're going to show. Yeah, like the men have to be the flamboyant gay. There's no, we don't really acknowledge the masculine gay. Or if we do, it's in that narrow box of what it is to be masculine. Like 
they always have to like football or the fantasy football. And then you have the flamboyant gay, which is the guy who, you know, dresses up in floral patterns and loves to go shopping with the girls and that aspect of it. I liked the portrayal of having one. We don't really actually we don't really have a lot of just female gay lesbianism that is still very difficult for television and media well because also lesbianism is highly fetishized in our culture yes like like actually having a con i guess i should preface it is actually having a conversation about what it is to be a lesbian Mm -hmm. instead of making it through the like making it so that the audience is viewing lesbianism through the eyes of straight men we are acknowledging the fact that women can have true loving connections between another one with another woman not between with i mean you can be between another woman and another (laughs) woman if you want but like (laughs) like a lot of people don't see that it's as seen as a phase yeah i'm all like as i work on my lesbian web series (laughs) i'm like what people don't see lesbians every day of their lives like me (laughs) but i mean it's still like stereotypical in in on in pop culture yes it's putting the lesbians in a box (laughs) like let's put all the lesbians in a box and every lesbian is like this yeah just like every gay man is like this kind of thing when gay culture is very it's vast just like straight culture is vast like instead of like putting everybody in these little boxes and saying you are a lesbian and you can only be with women you are a gay man you can only be with men if that's what you want to do yeah sure but if you want if you feel feelings for another person that does not fall into your little box yeah you are allowed to have those feelings i guess is what is what the movie is trying to say it just falls very flat until it's like right there in your face at the end i feel like in pop culture we get a view of uh, queer people being hypersexual yes. because of all media that talks about or addresses queer culture they have to talk about who they're having sex with so it becomes what these people are having sex all the time yes i think trying to force representation though is also counterproductive because it again it enforces more boxes yeah like uh at the end of this movie Ben Affleck trying to enforce polyamory <laughs> onto his friends. Yes. <laughs> like, clearly, they are not comfortable with that. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know if Banky ends up actually being gay or not. I feel, I feel like, like we he... do in Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back. Okay. I think he's gay. Like, they say a line I or something. I feel like he is. Like, I feel like it's left for your interpretation, at least from the end of this movie. Yeah. Like, taking it out of the universe that Kevin Smith has created for his movies, he, it feels like he is. He just is, he's so... He was closeted. He was so closeted and he was so, he, because he just was so over the top in certain things and not recognize, like, it took him a while. Like, if he was a real straight man, he would have recognized that there were women like a lot of women in that club yeah way sooner it's like um he's the the character in buffy (laughs) you know what i'm talking about who's gay yes but like he he's he was like aggressive dominant man straight guy over asserting straight guy first until xander was like hey man (laughs) hey man i know you're gay (laughs) and uh, there was a mix-up and then he was like ah (laughs) anywho that's buffy yeah but we are a little bit more accepting in our culture. Of course, there are the offshoots of people who are not. I mean, there's still there's still a lot of biphobia in our culture today, not just in pop culture. Well, there's a lot of having to put an identifier on things. Right. Which, why does it really matter? Because if love is love... And even if you go all the way back to freaking Christianity, if love is the basis of everything, then why does it matter who that love, who, who you choose to give that love to? Why do we have to be so concerned on how other people spend their time Mm -hmm. (laughs) or what they do in their bedrooms? Right. I mean, you can have, and let's... (laughs) I'm not saying everybody is pansexual. No. Because you can have preferences, which is a whole like different aspect. But it's so personal. It right. doesn't it does not have to be a societal thing. Mm-hmm. 
it, we can not if just, it wants to sell it and market it <laughs> to me it never made any sense for men to wear pants yeah because of the whole issue with their their, their issues yeah. Their things? Yeah. They're always parts? talking about bunching up. Yeah. So, like, it never made sense to me. Why? Be free-flowing like us ladies. Yes. <laughs> I, okay. I feel like, okay, let's say that pants were just descended down from having loincloths so they can just, like, pick up their parts so they're not, like, hunting, hunter-gathering yeah. all flippity-flopping all <laughs> over the place. So it just like developed into like, you know, the cod pieces and the yeah. pants and, and just women were like, I don't want to be that constrained. I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> we, we need to get an anthropologist on the show. Call Bones. There is that, I liked that the movie was exploring this in the 90s. Yeah. Even if it was just a limited view. Like, I don't want to like slam it and say oh you weren't progressive enough or oh you weren't like right you don't want to stop the conversation yeah it was a like a stepping off point where Mm -hmm. we can continue the conversation yes and we can branch out and and be brave enough to continue it through other forms of media right so ben affleck's character ben affleck ben affleck holden mcneil he's very insecure that's about everything. That's that's the beginning and end all in between. He's insecure about yeah. Anything, everything. He's very frustrated about it. Yeah. He's just a young guy, he hasn't found his life purpose or whatever. I don't know. He hasn't really gone outside of his box. His box in New Jersey. He's New Jersey. Joyzy. Joyzy? Yeah, you got it. Joyzy. Joyzy. So you say it like Boise? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the Banky and Holden are comic book guys, as we read in the description. Mm-hmm. They make the Blunt Man and Chronic comics based off of Silent Jay and Bob, or Jay and Silent, <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob. Bob. <laughs> so we start out this movie at Manhattan Comic Con, the third annual. Banky is an inker, and this gets him frustrated because people like Casey Affleck come up to him and make fun of him. Yes. For being an inker. Well, calling him a tracer. Yes. Yeah, so they're there signing comics. And then there's this panel there for minority voices. And did you notice there was like Alyssa, Hooper, and like two other white guys? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) On minority voices comic book panel. I think if that worked, there would be like. A member of maybe the Jewish faith. Maybe I wish. I wish we got a. They made this boot. Mo- they made this movie on zero dollars. Yes, yes. So you have to go with what you can. Yeah. But I did find I loved Hooper's speech. I I just loved Hooper. Yeah. I felt bad for him. Why did you feel bad for him? Because he has to portray somebody that he's not just to sell comic books. That's true. He wanted the world to be more inclusive and, and all this stuff. And then there was just like that, that little nugget of counterproductivity mm-hmm. about shooting shooting the white, the white comic book guys, ner- nerds down, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Get some sales. Yeah. No, I get why he was doing it and why... You know, it's an important conversation to have and why we need this is a big reason why we need to listen to minorities instead of just yell back at them. Yeah. Like Holden and Banky. Yes. This is where I thought it was going to be really, really bad. Yeah. So Holden and Banky are in the audience for this panel and they start arguing with Hooper who's on stage calling out what Star Wars is and blah, blah, blah. Holden shoots Banky with a gun. A fake gun. Everybody runs out, and then we see it was all an act. All for comic book sales. And that Hooper's a gay yes. man. His voice has changed. He is, his, the way he carries himself changes. He is, he is now Hooper. The Hooper we know and love. And then this is where the fellas meet Alyssa. And so they all get invited out to drinks, and then they go to a bar, and they talk about if Archie is gay. Which this is a very big discussion on the interwebs. Just every in the comic book community. Yeah, well, if somebody's not having sexual relations with the opposite sex, they are gay, <laughs> says the internet. Says the internet. Again, we are way too our our society is way too focused on who is fucking who. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, and sometimes you have to like, I, I know, notice that I have to catch myself kind of thing. We always have to catch ourselves on everything. Yeah. But at least we live in a world where we can acknowledge that. Hooper, Hooper and Banky leave Holden and Alyssa alone and they play darts and they're talking about the biz and marketing and stuff, which she says some things about like, you guys are like awesome white guys and I'm, you know, a woman. Nobody wants flowers and shit in their comic books. Which they do now. Comic books have definitely changed since <laughs> then. There are lots of like, I'm like... She loved Lumberjanes. Mm-hmm. Cooper loved Bitch Planet. That <laughs> would be his like go-to. Yes. <laughs> we- he would also really like Sex Criminals. Ooh, I love Sex Criminals. Saga would be Banky's go-to. Uh, saga. Yes. <laughs> Banky. <laughs> Banky would love Saga. Yes, wouldn't he? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like getting my ship face on. <laughs> that's Uh, how it was the whole movie i was like wake up ben affleck he really loves you (laughs) thank you would love saga because it's gay star wars yes (laughs) (laughs) it totally is see we also read comics beauty dubs we're big comic book fans (laughs) on this show uh, FYI, Kevin Smith, please make a sequel to this movie where Banky is, like, obsessed with Saga. Ooh, yeah. I'd watch, like, an hour and a half of that. <laughs> hour, hour and 53, you were just a little... I, I called it. It was about 20 minutes too long. Mm-hmm. Show did. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Holden is so totally into Alyssa. Like, love at first sight into. Yeah. Like, he is a little hopeless romantic comic book nerd. Okay, I feel like I don't understand. We've been watching a lot of movies. I don't know if you know this. We've been watching a lot of movies. I feel like I don't understand this whole love at first sight thing in movies. (laughs) I really don't understand. Because I feel like it came mostly from um, the movies that our perspective is heavily pushed towards the male set. It definitely came up in the late 80s, early 90s. Where love at first sight became like a thing, because I don't feel like it wasn't it wasn't heavy handed in yeah. the the movies leading up to it. Like we had it, but it wasn't like in your face or, but it was like a moment where you were like, yes, yeah, we want those two together, kind of thing. Whereas this, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold for why? Yes, hold, hold on, sec. You know what? I understand. I understand if they're like talking. And, like, one of them says something that the other one, like, truly believes or something. Or had had previously in another scene, like, bared their soul. Right, yeah. Or something that they, like, really have in common that's, like, really unique. And that's when you want to be like, oh, hello, person. Yes. I need to talk to you all the time. Yes. Because, like, you get, like, that connection uh, that connection i understand of like oh you're really into this thing and you're really or this is my core belief and you have the same one and we just kind of you understand the person then you understand yeah where it's they're coming not it's from. not the missing puzzle piece to complete one person it's that completes both yeah like where it's like oh these are a matching set yeah whereas this it was more oh he is now completed by her you don't necessarily get the feeling that she is completed by him. Yeah, though she said it. I don't... I feel like maybe it was because they were... She was so dead set on saying, no, I'm gay. Like, you know, we're just friends. It's just, you know, that's never going to happen. And then all of a sudden, it's just like an instantaneous shift. It's not like eased into it all like there's not that little montage moment of them and her like having this look of like oh, maybe, you know, maybe I am attracted to him kind of right, thing. Right, yeah, their montage, they were just, like, hanging out, having fun. Like, yeah, it was friends. friend stuff. Yeah. And there wasn't that moment, like, you had the moment with him. I think that's a big, a very big thing to, to sh- point out is that you have this moment of him being in awe of her, but you never have a moment where she is also in awe of him mm-hmm. until after they've already had sex. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it undercuts yeah. everything that she stood for in the beginning. Like if she was like, yeah, 
uh, you know, I'm a lesbian, but, you know, I experimented, you know, throughout my life or, or if she had maybe said I'm bisexual. I understand that, you know, in the 90s, bisexualism wasn't really a quote unquote thing. Nobody mm-hmm. really understood what it was. And I can't expect Kevin Smith to understand what it was at that point in time. Or you just basically get a lot of shit for saying it. Yeah, it just it would have made made their connection not so like all of a sudden what kind of thing mm-hmm. like because i was really happy when she got out of that car and was just like you know no this is me this would change my entire world this is who i am i you know i am gay and then she she walks off he walks away but then she comes back into frame it's like no you just like completely undercutted everything that you stand for. And yes, maybe you really do care for this person, but I have not as an audience member felt that emotion from you at all. So that it comes out of left field for an audience, whereas his emotions you understand already. His his thing is all clear cut. So again, it, it takes, I don't want to say it takes her agency away because I feel like she did have quite a bit of agency throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. But it takes it takes away her, I guess, principles as a human being. It makes her, again, like this stereotypical, oh, look, she's gone to the other side. Yeah. Kind of thing. Whereas instead, you don't gradually see her fall in love or, or even just have like a genuine realization of, oh, I am attracted to this person. Yeah. And that's okay. That would have been a better message and would have sold the love the individual not their past yeah much better this is like um what if i have not seen what if yet oh then we'll hold off on that (laughs) you know what else would get me on a on a instant love connection what if somebody was like this is my favorite song and the other one was like "Ah, mine too oh yeah like anything like that would have just like i get they were trying to do that at the bar with the darts like but it was all again from him it wasn't she was clearly established as a lesbian yeah i don't want to undercut what i said earlier about like sexuality being fluid and and having an understanding of that it's the movie actually having (laughs) the balls to go there right and show that yeah i feel like they could have like delayed their getting together towards the near end and have them kind of be friends for a long time build up that friendship, visit each other's world, meet each other's friends, you know, and really start develop the relationship and get rid of all that other junk that kind of clogs everything up. Mm-hmm. And then, like, come together naturally as, yeah, it as two souls. Well, it would have made him, I think, more appreciative of her person. Because mm-hmm. he, doesn't, he doesn't try to understand her side of it or how her being with him affects her like yeah. he's just like oh i won the prize look look my magic penis turned this lesbian into a straight woman yep she's mine now ha 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 bitches oh no <laughs> there were other penises here Why? yeah yeah it would have existential crisis <laughs> i feel like cutting all of that out mm-hmm. would have made this a better movie yep because I'm trying to give, you know, some benefit of the doubt to Kevin Smith because, again, this isn't like, this isn't a movie that I want to dog on too much about how unprogressive it is. No, I agree. But I do want to acknowledge that there the, the flaws in that logic. Yeah. And where where the story could have benefited from having things cut out or or maybe just acknowledging that she is also a person and that her life you know is completely different i would have liked a much better a much better scene of seeing her world she like disappeared yeah after like a third of the way through as soon as he hits his existential crisis she's like gone Gone. (laughs) until the hockey game yeah yeah so it just it, it feels unbalanced indeed so yeah he's into her okay next we're in red bank new jersey which i have been to look at you I've been to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash, which is right across from that record store they were shooting in. Oh, okay. The guys are working. Hooper calls, says to Holden, come out to this club, meow mix, Alyssa will be there, she wants you there. And then this is where Ben Affleck does his we're gonna hook up dance. 
he, he is so energetic in this movie. <laughs> like, I watched Goodwill Hunting a couple months ago, and mm. I'm like, oh my god, what happened, Ben? He where, used to be where, young. Where did, well, just like, even where did your charisma go? Like, where did it go, Ben? He just has dead eyes Yeah, now. he just, he's so dead inside right now. <laughs> Aww. Poor Ben. Yeah, he was dancing all over this film. Yeah, I was just like, where did those shoulders come from? <laughs> I was super happy for him. So they go to this club, Meow Mix, which sounds like a lesbian bar. Meow, 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 meow. Banksy meow, also meow. invites himself to come along because he can't be without Holden. Why not? Did I say Banksy? Banky. Yeah, you did say Banksy. <laughs> well, we should, I guess, Banky is Jason Lee. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. So I assume that you've all seen this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Hooper's like, there's something you should know. <laughs> but then like Holden's like, whatevs. So they he goes You tell me later. He he does some shoulder rolls yeah. into the next scene. <laughs> yeah. He's like cha cha sliding all over that place. Yeah. <laughs> he bumps into Alyssa and they start talking. They're some they're from the same place in the suburbs. They know a lot of the same people. Banky's like, there's a lot of chicks in this place. Which he didn't recognize until, like, 20 minutes in. Well, he realized there were a lot of chicks there, but he didn't piece it all together until after the kissing. Yes. So then there's this band that starts playing, and the lead singer's like, we've got a lady here who used to be our bass player, now let's get her up to sing. And Holden is, like, so happy. Yeah. He's just like, ah! She gotta sing to me! He's, like, so into it. He's, like... Well, like, everything... Everything is, like, his. Yeah. Everything is for him and about him. Yep. That is Holden's life. Yeah, so (laughs) Alyssa's uh, serenading who he thinks is him. Yes. But she is not. She's serenading this lady. Lovely blonde lady. She smooches. She had that blonde 90s pixie cut. So um, she starts smooching on this lady. And, like, Holden, like, drops his jaw open. Banky starts pointing and laughing, looks around, notices, oh, we're in a gay bar, and then just starts <laughs> clapping along. Yeah. He is so happy about that. He is. He is, like, relieved that he, Holden, Holden will not leave him for this chick. Yeah. So then we're at the dinner table the next scene. The ladies are still kissing. And... Banky wants to know how a girl can have sex with another girl. So Alyssa explains it to him. And Banky says a thing where he says he stopped going down on girls. And then they tell going... Sex war stories. Sex war stories. Horror stories of injuries between Alyssa and Banky. Cats running over naked bodies, knees hitting jaws. Yep. It's a violent act. Yes. Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck has not having good times. He's sulking in the corner. So he demands that they leave. Gotta go, Bangy. He's like, what traffic? Next, they are waiting for this business meeting. And Banky says to Holden, don't worry about her. You can just fix her with your magic penis. Yeah, basically. And he's showing off his uh, porn magazines. Yeah. Because he can't go anywhere without them. So they have this business meeting with Matt Damon and um, Dante from Clerks about how they want to do this animated series for Bluntman and Chronic. I loved a little snippet of Matt Damon. He was so happy. Matt Damon. It's our first Matt Damon. It is our first Matt Damon. It won't be our last. It won't be? What is he in? I feel like he's been in a lot of rom-coms. I don't know. He's a serious dramatic actor. Uh, but he's also a comedian. Yeah. Holden is not into this animated series idea. No. So, later on at their apartment, Alyssa visits, and she's just like, Hey, I noticed you totally ditched me once you found out I was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. So they go out in the talk, and he explains that he's not interested in the series, he wants to make more personal art. And Alyssa's like, cool, yay, I like you, Holden, and I want to be friends. And he's like, why do you like girls? And she's like, girls feel right. Why do you like girls? Yeah. Well, that's what he says. Girls feel right. And she's like, well, duh. And I wrote down, Holden is a small-minded individual. And she teaches Holden the facts of life. Mm -hmm. 
I like how they addressed what uh, virginity is. Yeah, that was an interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like how the movie addressed what virginity is and what it isn't and how it's all a construct. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, it didn't exactly say virginity is a construct. <laughs> but it essentially got to that same conclusion. Right, yeah. Because Ben Affleck was very confused at the end. He had no more answers. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. This is just what I've been taught. And Alyssa's like, that's what's wrong. This is what you've been taught. Your heteronormative society. Kill the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> she did some good for him. Yes. So next, uh, Holden and Banky are at a train station. Banky has porn. Lots of porn. Lots of porn. Holden calls Alyssa after she pages him, and she wants to hang out with him, so he ditches Banky, and they go play skee-ball, and they have this whole hanging out montage. Which was cute. But it wasn't, again, it's not romantic. It never comes off as romantic. Maybe it's Jersey romantic. Banky and Holden are hanging, and Holden tells him that he's gotta, like, limit the slurs. Just hold off. Stop using that word. Yeah. The word that you know. And hold, and Banky's like, what is going on with you and that girl? You can't have sex with her and she's programming you. <laughs> like the people on the internet say. Whenever anybody gets grows a conscience, yes. it's a wrong thing. You're being programmed. The woman is taking control. We're all a little bit gay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you like my slide trumpet? Always slide. can Always can have a little bit of Avenue Q. Yes! <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Where was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, Banky is very upset. And he's like, one day it'll be down to me or her. And Holden's like, I'm in love with her. And I'm like, how? So Alyssa and Holden are hanging out at this restaurant. And she buys him a painting, a gift of their friendship. It was a really good painting, too. Was it? I thought so. It was seagulls. You like seagulls? I always think of of the seagull from The Little Mermaid. Oh, Scuttle? I like Scuttle. He taught her how to brush her hair with a fork. That man could sell you anything. Very true. Or that seagull. I guess he's not a man. <laughs> that man seagull is my hero. <laughs> so I can't, like, hate all seagulls. All seagulls. Hashtag not all seagulls. <laughs> Okay, so they're in the car together, it's raining, and so Holden admits his love. He admits his love for, like, five minutes. <laughs> like, in six different ways, four different languages, <laughs> and, and some miming. Yeah, before I begin this monologue, your exits are here and here. <laughs> Please prepare for a water evacuation. <laughs> This vehicle does not provide any type of umbrellas or water resistant material. Flotation devices. <laughs> Flotation devices. <laughs> All right, everybody, hold on to your butts. Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where'd you get here? <laughs> He's always there. That's true, half the time. <laughs> Okay, so she runs out into the rain, and she swears at him, and she doesn't want to change for him. She can't change for him, because this is who she is. We talked about this. She runs back and then kisses him, and then we were like, oh, why? Yeah, why? Where did this come from? So the next morning, Bing, he goes to work, and then he finds them naked on his couch. Half naked. I liked his shocked face. It was like betrayed face. yeah it was totally betrayed face it was like oh, how could you how could you on my couch with my blanket with my holden <laughs> how dare you let her nakedness touch you so he goes outside to talk holden goes outside to talk to banky banky's like you're too conservative for that girl which i don't I don't understand. This is I don't understand anything. I don't picture Ben Affleck's character being conservative. Not by what today's standards are, but being like in your box. Mhm. Mm like he does not subscribe to stepping outside of that box and having an experience or experimenting with experiences. He is not comfortable with that. That would in turn make him in a way, conservative. At least back then. Mm. 
Spanky is worried about their friendship. Their friends. Their love friends. Their love friendship. <laughs> their love ship. I their, like that. Their man ship. Their man witch. Their man witch. Yes, that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> hashtag man witch. Hashtag, hashtag shipping Holden. Aww. So Alyssa's hanging out with her her lesbian group. Yeah, like what was this scene? <laughs> the, what were they doing? They were putting letters in envelopes. Well, they were or sending something. like out comic book. Like she was sending her comic oh. books out, and yeah, they were doing like a like women empowerment group or something like that. I don't know. They could have just been her friends. Yeah, it was like she they were helping her out. I don't know, but then. They were questioning her about her love life. Yeah, Liz is like, I'm so in love. And they're like, with who? You don't know them. Yeah, and they're like, why are you doing the pronoun thing? You're totally playing the pronoun game. Uh, please. Well, maybe they prefer they, them pronouns. Exactly. This is, our society is far more advanced than this world of 1997. Jeez, 1997, be more progressive. Gosh. <laughs> so she's got to admit that she is dating and in love with a man. I did love curly blonde chick who, as soon as that happened, just poured out more wine and was just like, well, congrats to you. I was just like, yep, get out the wine, girl. They said another one bites the dust. Oh, yeah, that was... She did congratulate her. Yeah. Good for you. Us here in our lesbian group that has never even looked at a man before. Never touched by a man. We're going to rid the planet of men. Bye-bye, men. That's what Sam thinks we're always up to on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Time to kill all the men. I don't think he thinks that. He's like, come on, you don't want to send all the men to the moon. And we're like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> the moon <laughs> no I don't want to send him away not all men oh! <laughs> hashtag full circle <laughs> with love and devotion <laughs> I tell my husband he is an asshole with love with love <laughs> all the love all the love in the world so they're uh, so Holden Holden and Alyssa are in bed together. They just did the wacky. I like that one. That's a Buffy. Yeah. That's a Buffyism. Yeah. Um, they're in bed together. And here's where the insecurity rears its ugly little head. Again. And the head is Ben Affleck. <laughs> With his little goatee. His little energy ball is fading. He goes, fading fast. He goes, why me? And she's like, well. I've been thinking about that since I have to, you know, pretty much defend my life choices to every person I know. Yeah. My whole entire friend group. Yeah. And she's like, I came into this on my own terms. You know, we complement each other. And then Ben Affleck's like, can I tell everybody it was my magic penis? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm cleaning up a lot of the dialogue. It's Kevin Smith. Come on. Yes, yes, yes. I like the magic penis, though. Yeah. It's like the magic school bus, but, like, dirtier. Uh, I don't want to connect anything you just said. <laughs> okay, so Banky is with Holden. He shows a yearbook, and Alyssa's in it, and her nickname is Finger Cuffs. I don't understand that at all. What don't you understand about it? What is Finger Cuffs, and how is it deplorable? Uh, oh, I will explain it to you because it was the guy with the bad Jersey accent explaining it. Yes. So she was the cream in the sandwich. Okay. So she was, she was the, the filling of the Oreo. Yeah. But yeah, 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 yeah. So she was blowing the one guy and then the other guy came up behind her and was doing her. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, so she had us together like finger cuffs, Chinese. Oh, okay. Chinese finger trap. Gotcha. See, I'd never heard them called finger cuffs before. Yeah, I know. It's the way he explained it was weird. He just said like Chinese finger trap, and then yeah. I don't know. The, but so yeah, they're saying the penis. She, she was the trap for she, their penises. Yes. Gotcha. She was the connecting piece <laughs> to these two gentlemen. <laughs> I think we cannot call them gentlemen. Um. So Banky and Holden fight because 
He explains what the finger cuff scenario is with these guys. And pretty much, Banky is accusing Alyssa of being diseased. Pretty much. A slut. Yeah, a slut. He's you don't totally know, slut shaming her. Yeah, you don't know where she's been. All that. Major slut shaming. Look, she's lying to you about never being with a man before, which she has never ever said. He has never asked her about her mm-hmm. sexual exploits past him knowing that she's a lesbian. Right. So, like, why is... It's just Holden... Or not Holden. It's just Banky trying to break them apart in a very odd way yeah he's jelly oh he's totes jelly so then we're in the cd store with hooper and holden yes hooper's like banky is homophobic <laughs> and and of course holden defends him like every white guy i don't say every white guy but like you feel that like oh no no they're not homophobic they just like to use you know homophobic slurs a lot everybody does that that's totes okay it's totes not okay. No, it's not. Educate your fins. Yeah. Which Holden does try. Yeah. And then this is when Hooper is like, he totes is not okay with the feelings that he has for you right now. <laughs> and Holden admits that he is bothered that Alyssa has had sex with multiple partners at the same time. He has had sexual relations. And I like how Hooper's like, ooh. Whoa, at the sex multiple sexual partners uh. at the same time. Whoop de doo. Why does this offend you? She's probably been in the sea of uh what did he say? A sea a sea of snatch? Probably. That sounds like something he would say. I feel like yeah, because he's like you but and that doesn't bother you or that doesn't offend yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. The thing is it doesn't bother him that she's slept with multiple ladies. Half the ladies in New York as she puts it. Yes. But it really bothers him. That she has touched a couple of penises besides his. Yes. That his is not the cleansing palette of her vagina. (laughs) Ew! Cleansing palette. (laughs) I didn't know what else to say. (laughs) So Hooper's pretty much laying down some truths about everything. Yes. And he's just like, okay, then just straight up ask her about her past if it bothers you so much. Thanks, Hooper. Oh, that's a novel idea, Hooper. Good idea, Hooper. And then we never see Hooper again, and I cry. Bye, Hooper. Miss you. Love you. Actually, I think that's who... Isn't that who Banky ends up with in Jane, Silent Bob Straight Back? Oh, my God, I hope so. I think so, maybe. I'll have to confirm that later. That's beautiful. On so many levels, because he can open up Banky's eyes (laughs) to the world. You're having a moment right now. I'm having a beautiful moment right now. I just wanted Banky to be happy and not so aggressive. Okay. I like you. You've really (laughs) seen the goodness in Banky. Yeah. Like Holden, you're just like, forget about him. (laughs) Whatever. Banky, there's still still hope. (laughs) Like, fuck you, Holden, in your heteronormity. Bring me Banky. Let me me bring him out of the closet. Yeah, because Banky... (laughs) You know, has just been a victim of the patriarchy. Yes, he has. <laughs> Can that be on a t-shirt too? <laughs> yeah. I want that as a t-shirt and I want Kevin Smith to sign it. Okay. <laughs> Banky was just a victim of the patriarchy. <laughs> I would buy so I would buy so many. I'd hand them out like to my family and friends. <laughs> Where were we? Hockey game. Where everyone dies. (laughs) Holden is upset and being insecure. Yes. And so he asks Alyssa, who's just trying to enjoy a good hockey game. He asks her about finger cuffs. Like, and he does it in such a stupid way. Like, I saw this yearbook and your nickname was finger cuffs. What's that about? Tell me. Tell me you had sex with these men. (laughs) So everybody gets angry. Please hush your manness. Beat that guy up. I'm going to shove your whistle up your ass. <laughs> Girl after my own heart. Okay, so she gets super angry because, of yes. course, he's being a dick. Yes, and ruining her hockey game. Yeah, which is Ashley's, like, number one offense. <laughs> <laughs> Justine has seen me during hockey games. Oh, yeah. Approach slowly. Bring a blanket. <laughs> Yeah, 
same thing with lions. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So she yells at him, tells him that he's an ass. And that, yeah, she had a lot of sex in her past. And they were her choices. And you can't guilt trip her, Ben Affleck. This happened more than 10 years ago, dude. Yeah. So they're out in the parking lot yeah, now yelling. And he's just like super uptight. He became like the most uptight guy in the world. I really wish the scene had been cut down. Yeah. Partly because the angle really bothered me. Because it's, it's a very genuine, uh, like, emotional scene, and we don't see their faces. We just see the side of their faces, mm-hmm. which I understand was possibly for budget reasons, which is a good point that you made. But at the same time, it's just like, then you should have cut it down. So it still has that emotional impact, but you don't require the need to see the expressions. Yeah. Because it was so long. It seems like, yeah, it's something they had to do in a hurry or something. Yeah, like they really weren't supposed to be shooting outside that hockey rink. (laughs) That's what it seemed like to me. Yeah. Okay, so he's like, I just want to be a normal couple. Yeah. Which nobody is normal. Yeah, what does that even mean? What does it mean, Beneflick? Because what works for one couple doesn't work for another couple. Right. And we all got baggage of different sorts. So we've got sad apartment with Banky. Banky's sad in the apartment. And Holden's there. They're just both sad. Yeah. Sad bromance. Then uh, Holden's in this diner and Jay and Silent Bob finally show up. You knew they were coming. Yep. They do the Chasing Amy story, Bob. Yeah. They also, he, Holden gives them money for using their likenesses. Yeah. In the comic book. Yeah. Which comes back and Jay and Silent Bob strikes back. Oh, does it? Because the premise of Jane and Bob Strike Back is that they're making a movie of the Blunt Man and Chronic. Oh, uh, okay. So Jane and Silent Bob want to travel from New Jersey to Hollywood road trip <laughs> to stop this movie. Gotcha. Bob tells the Chasing Amy story. Yes. Which is why we have the title of this movie. Which is basically about him dating a girl that he couldn't get over her past and realized that she was the one. After he had already pushed her away. Right. And so he's always been chasing Amy ever since. He pretty much had the same experience as Ben Affleck. Yes. And he's like saying, fool, you can you can resolve this now. Mm hmm. Don't let it fester. Yeah. So Holden has seen the error of his ways. At least I think he has. (laughs) He has. I thought it was going to be a genuinely better ending. I did not like this next scene. I don't understand how in the blazing hell he came to the conclusion that a threesome is going to solve his problems. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so they have this apartment meeting holding Banky Alyssa. Alyssa, I feel um, unequal to what you've done. Banky, you're attracted to me. And then he kisses him and he's like, we all got to have sex together. And Banky's like, okay. <laughs> and then Alyssa's like, no. And then Banky's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and he just, like, keeps trying to convince her. Yes. Like, no, we have to do this. And you don't try to, con- you don't convince someone they have to have sex in a situation that they are not comfortable in. And yeah. he just was not in his brain comprehending that. Again, he wasn't acknowledging The fact that this is an experience that she has already had and she knows that it is not for her. Right. Like, she says that several times. And he's like, but no, I just, if if I just have the same experience that you have, then we'll all be fine and and we can all love one another. It's like, no, you can't, like, just take the experience out of the equation completely and just love her for her. You genuinely love her. Yeah. And she genuinely loves you back. Yeah. The only thing is holding you back is the fact that you can't deal with the fact that she has these experiences yeah which just goes to show you he really was not getting the point of the chasing Amy no story. he wasn't like <laughs> like there there should at be the end a... of that he should have been like menage a trois yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> and then silent bob just comes back in and just smacks him with the comic book that he forgot on the table yes <laughs> that's how it should have been <laughs> Yeah, Alyssa lays down truth. She's like, I don't want to share you. Yeah. We are in a relationship. Banky doesn't need none. Yeah. Well, he needs love, but not your love. Yeah. 
I love you, but I am not your whore. Yes. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> but then she had to smack him. Yeah, she came back for the smack. Yeah. Because he was an idiot. Because <laughs> he was still confused. He was so still confused by why she was rejecting it. Yeah. Come on, Holden. Come Jeez. on, Holden. Ha. So one year later, we're at Manhattan Comic Con again. Uh, Banky's there. He is no longer in a partnership with Holden. They ended that series. He's doing his own series. You know, they don't talk anymore, but then they see each other across the room. The, this whole scene was them eye-fucking each other. Indeed it was. Like, you could have ended it on that and I would have been okay. <laughs> like, I would have felt much better about Holden. Yeah. Because why have, like, I don't understand this scene. Like, it was so long and stretched out of them eye-fucking. <laughs> like, legit, I like... If, if you don't watch anything else from this movie, watch this scene. They are legitimately eye-fucking. They are the definition. Look it up in the dictionary and you see this scene. <laughs> I will link it on Urban Dictionary. I swear to God. But, and then having like the little thing with her. Yeah. Right after that where it was really just short. Like it would have, if you're really wanting to lay on the whole like he's learned a lesson thing. Like have the short like acknowledgement of the friend. Mm-hmm. that you're not interested or, you know, you, you think it's good that he's moving on and learning about his, his himself on his own and everything. And then you have, like, a decently long-ish moment with her at the end with him giving her the comic book, basically saying, like... I wish he apologized in person instead of just in comic book. Yes. He he didn't, like, apologize. I don't feel he apologized. I don't feel like he did, like, anything in that scene. It was just, here's the comic book. He's I like, still oh, love you're you. doing well. I'm doing okay. And then, hi, bye. I love you. Please come back to me. Yeah, call me if you get a chance. Yeah. And then she opens up the comic book, and the comic book says, I'm sorry, Alyssa. But you did teach me that you have to learn to love the individual, not their experiences. I feel like him handing her the comic book was like him handing her a letter, being like, we can't talk about this now, but look, this I've grown and these are my feelings. But maybe she will go out and hang out with him and then he could talk more. I don't think he should bank on them having a relationship. No, it, it felt more like, I learned my lesson, now come back. Yeah. Instead of, I learned my lesson, I'm learning to move on. Like, I hope you're doing well. Yeah. Kind of thing. Did you get the vibe in the end that the woman that Alyssa was sitting next to was her girlfriend lover oh, yes. person? Yes. Totally, yes. The very, the cutesy, like, touches and, yeah. The body language was totally, they are lovers. Let's chasing Amy! There you go. Amy has been chased. Was she caught? We don't know. We don't know. Did she need to be caught? No. no. I wanted to do I wanted to do hashtag accurate after I read this film description. Okay. Because I think this film description sucks. Oh yeah, it does. It's just like, hey, he meets the perfect woman. She's a lesbian. He can't have her. But he still falls in love with her anyway. It's like what? The problem I have with the wording is he meets the perfect woman only to learn that she's a lesbian. Like she used to be perfect. Oh, but she's a lesbian. Yeah, like what does that even mean? So I don't like this description at all, and I think we should write a new one. <laughs> In a world where two men are controlled by the patriarchy, it takes a lesbian to set them straight. <gasps> I love it! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really make sense, but I went for a pun. <laughs> Okay, that was fun. Are you ready to rate? Yes. I'm going to give it three TV aquariums. Ooh. Um, I'm going to give this movie three ski balls. Ooh, that's a good one. So next week, we are flashing back to 1988. Ah! And we're going to watch Working Girl. <gasps> I'm so excited. I'm very excited for this. I feel like I'm going to really like it. Yeah. It's one of those where you like see the trailer and you're just like, I really will like that movie. No, I saw the poster and I'm like, we're watching this. <laughs> must, must acquire into brain. Need this, this movie. Hey listeners, did you like this podcast? If so, become a patron. <laughs> do you like my advertising voice? I do. 
Keep going. Support the cutaways at patreon.com slash cutaways podcast. Oh, do it, girl. <laughs> Our website is thecutaways.com, and you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as at cutaways podcast. Please leave us comments if you can and rate us and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher or the podcatcher of your choice. Please let me know if we're missing from one. Yeah. I say it every week, but you never know. It does turn up that there are some. So till next time. Bye! Bye.